This is Sky. And this is Raina. And, and we're cousins. We created this platform to share our stories. To revisit memories and hopefully by unpacking them, we will leave each situation more empowered, more excited, more confident, more brave, more passionate, more healed. So our hope is that while we're healing and unpacking our own baggage, you're inspired to do the same. This is Unpack and Bounce Back. Let's dive in. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Unpack and Bounce Back. We have just started the episode that I fear the most, <laughs> which is discussing heartbreak. Um, we're going to dive into our own personal experiences, um, how we've healed, uh, how we're still healing. How we've and hurt. How we've hurt. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. Here <laughs> we go. Here we go. Um and I just want to cut on some Tamiya right now and curl up in a ball. <laughs> but, um, oh, official missing you. Um, all right, heartbreak. Let's dive right in. Uh, if you guys hear me cry, it's not real tears. I just, my eyes, I, am, I have an allergy. Okay. Have you ever gotten your heart broken, Raina? Have I? Definitely. How Have many you, times? How many times? I would say two from people I was in relationships with. Okay. And then um, I feel like one when I was single, but from my expectations on people and relationships, if that makes sense. So deep. <laughs> well, my expectations broke my heart. Um, okay. All right. About relationships, though. Okay. Okay. Um, I've definitely gotten my heart broken. Um but I think it was only like one time that it was excruciating. Um, but I've definitely felt, I, I don't know. I mean, heartbreak is so hard to define. When I think of my heart shattering and unable to get out of bed, one time. But when I think of real, real pain, and it could have been maybe baby heartbreak, like three, mm -hmm. you know. But as far as that real pain, 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 once. Have you ever thought your heart was broken and then you look back and you're like that was nothing oh yeah a lot of the time I thought it was heartbreak but what it really was was lack of experience so certain things hurt worse than they should have because I'd only experienced that and so it was like I'll never survive again the older you get the stronger you get the wiser mm -hmm. you get you're like oh that wasn't worth crying over girl like you know it's like right. when you're younger and you're like and he took my lunch it hurts so bad that is real pain for you at that yeah, age yeah. because all you know is him taking your lunch or pushing you in the sandbox. Right. But the older you get, the more you're experiencing and you're mm -hmm. like, oh, that wasn't really heartbreak. I just, he hurt my feelings right. and he disappointed me. But yeah. heartbreak, heartbreak is heartbreak, physical. Heartbreak is literally, it literally feels like you're having a heart attack. Literally. Like your heart is literally hurting. Yeah. Yeah. From from what I'm remembering about the feeling, my stomach was so empty. Mm -hmm. It was like when you're at your hungriest, and it feels like your stomach is like eating its oh. own flesh. Oh, it was like ten times worse than that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It feels like mm, real, like real heartbreak to me. You feel the pain in your heart. 
You yeah. literally hold your chest because your heart is hurting. Like, yeah. it's not just, it's like combined with the stomach feeling with your whole body just wants to give up. It's like, it takes over your entire body. It takes over um, your appetite. I can't eat when your I'm heartbroken. Your eyes are red for days. Yeah, like crying just... Your eyes are hurting for oh, days. It feels... And it feels so deep in, in your chest, though. Yeah. Like, it feels like no matter what you do, you cannot hug your heart. Yeah. Like, you're, like, trying. Like, you're trying to caress your chest. Like, feel better, please. You could never touch it. And you could never touch it. It's mm-hmm. so deep in there. It's so deep. Yeah. I always, I always say... Um, when I got my heart broken, what it felt like was <clears throat> chopping off my arm and everybody saying, oh, God, like it's bleeding everywhere. Like this is horrible. But just keep going. Like mm-hmm. you got auditions. You you got things to do. Like I know your arm is bleeding and I see it and it's everywhere and it's yikes. I'm glad I still got my arm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but damn, girl, I'm really sorry about your arm. Mm-hmm. I am. I see it. It looks horrible. But uh, I still booked you already, so you need right. to just show up, and and hopefully you don't bleed everywhere. Right. So if you could just maybe wrap it up right before you get there, and hopefully the bandages last. Right, that's the best way I can describe See, it. See, for me, I think I handled heartbreak like post heartbreak. I mm-hmm. felt like it was so so much different than than yours. Mm-hmm. The first time, it was like I handled it in the way of like I never want to feel like this again. Mm. So I will never allow myself to be placed in a position where Mm. others can even see me. Walls. Yeah. So I went on to the next person and the next person and the next person and the next person and the next person. And I was, it's not even that I was cold because they were still like into me. They were still feeling me. They were still seeing the light. They still saw the potential, but it was like nah like I'm not staying over so you'd keep dating I'd keep dating see that's where I never I never I never had a for after the first one I never had a pause really yeah like I I, me and him broke up and let's say it was on a Wednesday Mm -hmm. by Saturday I was already on the next date Wow, see. And and I and I didn't even I I felt no way about it. Like I was like if this is what life is like, like let keep going, like let's go. Like I didn't wow. I didn't have that moment where I felt like oh, I just have to work on me or like oh, I have to give the situation time because he might come back and I want him back. I I didn't think of any of that. I was just like I want to feel good now. Like I want to if this is if this is what it was kind of like a high in a sense it was like if this is what love felt like from this person I wonder what it would feel like from this person but I didn't think like I knew for sure even if I felt that love from the next person and the next person and the next person I knew that they were never going to To affect me to get close enough to do it again yeah wow and I felt good like I didn't really have those moments afterwards where I felt like after the day I went home and I was just like so this is it. Like, Did you get more angry with heartbreak than sad the first time? Was it more so like, oh, he got me messed up. You'll never do that again. Versus like, I miss you, baby. I hope you call me. I got more sad on this one. And then on the second one, I got more mad because the sadness from the first one was because we didn't get to decide whether it was over or not. 
we had his mom say, I really don't like this person. I really don't think that she's the person for you. If you want to continue living under my roof or if you want to continue driving the car I bought you, blah, blah, because we were young. Yeah. So it was like, if you want to continue doing all these great things that I'm allowing you and giving you the freedom to do, if you want to still have that iPad, if you still want to, you know, all of these things, yeah. you have to abide by my rules. I don't like that girl. It's over. So that makes you... So it made me sad. It made yeah. me sad because I was like, yo, like, we we loved each other. Like, yeah. I, I could never, I could never take that love away from that person. Like, I could never, I could never say, like, it could wasn't that... deny what you felt. No. I yeah. could never say it wasn't that deep. I could never do any of those things because I know that we saw each other. Like, I saw him further than anyone probably till this day has seen him. Because I saw his spirit and he, in that time, like he didn't know he was a spiritual being. So, yikes. And you were, you were young though. I was young. You were how old? We dated from 15 and a half because I celebrated my second, my uh, 16th birthday with him to right before I turned 18. So like a couple months before 18. Okay. So my next question is this, because of course I had a boyfriend when I was like early teen as well. Mm -hmm. There's certain people we look at and we're like, this is such a big joke, right? Which I know we can't like laugh and judge, but there's certain relationships we see that are just hilarious. They're sharing a, you know, a mm-hmm. ice cream bar and they're like, he hurt me, you know, when he didn't give me a compliment this morning. But then there's certain relationships that you see are young and you're almost alarmed by how heavy they are. Mm-hmm. Like, do you look back and go, that was as heavy as it felt? Or because of my age and my experiences, it was the only heaviness I knew? Like, because it's so easy now that we're older to see young couples and be like, what? But when we were in them, mm-hmm. it felt <laughs> so real. And we, but we're also, we've also been really emotionally mature our whole lives to where we see people. You yeah. Know. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Though? No, it, it was, it was definitely as heavy as it felt. Wow. It was, it was because, we went to church together. Yeah. Like we created certain worlds together. I came in and he allowed me to see who he was probably unknowingly. And I allowed him to see who I was. I think we just like fell in that. Like I see you. I understand you. I love you. Mm. And so when we were in that, it felt amazing. Mm-hmm. We barely had, you know, arguments. We barely had moments of like, like one thing, we had a conversation after we broke up years later, and he was like, um, I asked him, you know how we are some post breakup, we be petty. Yeah. So I'm like, so every girlfriend after me, <gasps> have you? <laughs> oh God. I was like, have you cheated on them? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, but did you ever cheat on me? And he was like, no, I would have never done that. Wow. And I still think of that till this day because it made me sad. Like it made me feel like, wow, so you've you still to this day have not found what what I've found wow. now. At that time, you know, I hadn't found it, but now like when I think back on the conversation, <sighs> I'm like, yo, like I feel really bad for you because I'm not gonna say he didn't fight for us because he did. But what more could you do when and it I, and you're that young? What can you do? And you're that young. So I never resented him for it. But right after we broke up, he got quickly into a relationship too, but probably because he was hurting. Mm -hmm. But from what I was seeing, oh, you're happy. You're happy without me. Mm -hmm. And that did not sit right with me. So I made it a point to get over this person. 
Wow. Whereas his his intentions weren't the same. His intentions were to forget this person. Mm. And I come up years later or we're at the same, we run into each other at a bar or whatever. It's like, oh, I, I, even though I could put you out of sight, out of mind, I could put you back here for a second. Every time I run into you, I'm always going to feel that feeling again where I got over you. So I don't feel it anymore. But you're a great guy. Do you ever feel guilty for being able to move forward and he's he may be stuck? Or it's just not your business anymore? Um, I'm stress eating right now, everybody, because <laughs> my story's next and I'm eating popcorn. I will say this. So throughout, so how long ago is 18? That was seven years 30 ago? 30 years ago? <laughs> that was like seven, six or seven, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. So between these last seven years, um, we've run into each other. I was always very nice. Like I maybe one time and I can't even think of it. Did I have a moment where I was like, fuck you? Mm -hmm. I definitely for the most part, every single time he came across me or I came across him, I was like, yo, what's up? How are you? Like, let's catch up soon. Like, you want to smoke one? Like, But you stopped feeling that feeling? What do you mean? That excitement, that light, like that I love you? Yeah. No, I didn't. But you could tell he still felt it? I couldn't tell that he could still feel it. Oh, it felt like friends who'd it, move forward. It felt like friends who'd moved forward. Mm. So I'm under the impression that we're good. Like, I'm over those seven oh. years, I'm like, oh, like, we're cool, we're cool. Yeah. And then cut to me being, cut to one incident where he asked me to go to an art show with him. I was like, we're homies. Go to the art show with him. No interest at all. Wow. So I was like, cool like that was the moment where i was like cool like this feels good we can finally be friends Mm -hmm. cut to he reaches out to me and he goes yo what are you doing right now and i was like um nothing at home chilling like about to start cleaning what's up what you on he was like nothing in class because he was going to music school yeah i'm like oh how's that I'm, i'm asking normal questions like oh how's that going he's he's like oh it's cool you know it just um, something to keep me busy. I was like, cool, for sure, for sure. Like, I'm not really, you know, really engaging in the conversation. And then he goes, um, can I ask you a question? And I was like, through text? Like, because I wasn't in the mood to talk on the phone. And you were you were in a relationship at this point? So I go through text and he was like, yeah. And so he was like, um, will you take my hand in marriage? I was three months pregnant. So I go, so this is going to be a little weird, but I was like, I'm currently three months pregnant. I just haven't told anyone yet because I'm waiting for the safe period. And I said, um, you know, you know that I've been in a relationship for like four years now. So where does this even come from? Yikes. So he puts an upside down happy face and he goes, oh, wow, congrats. <sighs> <laughs> and I was like, um, I didn't say anything. So like, I'm like cool with just leaving the conversation where it's at. I yeah. have to process what the hell just happened to me. And then he texts back like 30 minutes later. Why have you always been so nice to me every single time? Like we've come across each other. Like he's starting Jeez. to ask questions. Like I got all of these signs and signals. Like why, why are you even responding to my message? Like, mm-hmm. like, like questions like that. And, and for me, I never thought they were a big deal ever. Like I was like just being a kind person. 
when you realized you both broke each other's heart. Exactly. That you were the hurt one, but then you're like, wait, you were the hurt one. Because you had no say-so either. Wow. So after I told him that, he sent me this really long message, and he was like, but you know what? I'm learning to detach from things, and I'm learning to to be at peace with them. And he's like, so... I'm just going to have to let you go and be at peace with it. And so he was like, so if you um, if you don't mind, just um, remove my number and I'll do the same. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, I had no issue with that. Mm-hmm. Like, because I'm sorry that we even are in this position right now. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry that you feel that way. And God knows, you know, how you feel. But also... You know, I'm sorry that I even put myself in this position because I never meant to 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 do that to him or myself. Yeah. Like to have to to have to like feel the, those emotions. Like, fuck, I didn't really like. I'm. Should I say sorry? You know, like to even feel that way. But that was the moment that I realized we really did love each other mm. because all of these years you've still been holding on to it. You've just been trying to find a void. Well, it's like the conversation we had about marriage is where, you know, I saw something that always stuck with me and I I discuss it with men and they all have the same reaction that it really bothers them. I said, uh, you know, the quote said, most men marry who they can, not who they want to. Because the woman that they usually are head over heels with gets tired of their shit or tired of the back and forth, finds the love of her life, Mm -hmm. moves forward happiness, baby, this, that, whatever she chooses. Mm -hmm. And then you're stuck thinking about the same woman that you didn't fight hard enough for or that you guys were too young when you met. Like men rarely feel that high the way that women do because we're so nurturing. We always find love again. And so most men marry who they can, Mm -hmm. not who they want to. Mm -hmm. And that terrifies me that so many men agree, one. Two, I never want to be somebody's second pick. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So because you found your happily ever after... That's why I asked you, do you ever feel guilty? Or, I mean, he could find love again. He, mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? But it's like, is how do you release that guilt of, I moved forward and found joy and I see that you're still struggling? Or is it just not your business anymore? I, I don't, I don't, in the, in the moment, I felt really guilty. But when he said, can you please, re- can you please remove my number? I didn't feel like, I felt relieved when he said that. It was the right thing to do. It was not only was it the right thing to do, but he was letting me know this is what I need to remove you out of my life and out of my mind. I need to physically remove your name. I don't want your number to ever pop up again, whether I reach out to you or you're reaching out to me or we even see each other. Like, let's just move. I don't even want the temptation either to know I have access to you. Exactly. Like, it was just the access that he felt so close to me because he knows me as a person and he knows I don't let people near me. Mm-hmm. So just to have that alone, he's wow. like he he felt like he felt that there was some kind of mutual energy, and I felt guilty in the moment. Like fuck, did I lead him on? But I know I didn't. Like I, that's not my character. When I'm in a relationship, I'm in a relationship. I yeah. don't lead people on. I don't flirt. Like that's yeah. I barely flirt outside barely of a relationship. Flirt, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I was like, you you did that all on your own. Yeah. Literally, like I yeah. did not play a part in we it. It was the stories we paint. You know exactly. I mean? yeah. It was all in his mind. It was all something that he made up. 
Mm. It was all, even just like the perfect ending of how things would go. Like maybe he was like, you know, high, high school sweetheart. We broke up for many years. We came, we was meant to be. We're we back came in back our together. 20s. We're we, adults. We're ready. Like, let's get married. Let's do this. Something we talked Some about like when we were young. basketball type yes. ending. And no, I don't, mm. I don't want that. Like. Maybe I found my real partner. I found I found my person, not just that, but he respects me more than anyone ha- ever has. Like he yeah. would never let if his mom went to him and was like, "I'm sorry, but I just really don't like her." He would be like, "Well, she's not for you. Like she's for me. She makes wow. me happy." He would never be okay. Mm-hmm. Granted, sure, 20-year difference of time, mm-hmm. but Still. But he would he would go to war. Yeah, and that's what we talk about that. I always say, I always say when I describe my ex, I say he would go to war with God for me, with God. You know what I'm saying? Nobody was allowed to disrespect me. That's the kind of love that's important. That's what we want. That is yeah. so so important when yeah. you when you are in relationships because you're spending all your time with a person every single day. Or even if you don't live together, like the majority of the time you're talking to them, constantly texting them. You're telling them, I love you. You're doing whatever you can to show them, I love you. So if you can't even present our love in front of, you know, someone who's disrespecting me, then you don't really love me. You just love the idea of me or you just love to say it. Like you don't even know what love means. Or you love me, but you're not brave enough to stand up for me. And I need somebody who will stand Mm -hmm. up for me. Yeah. Because you could love them. You know, they could really love you, but just be like, but I can't say anything. But you know, you're special. Yeah. You got to be able to scream it to the world. Because if I love you, I'm going to defend you. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like even when you break up with people. Real love is defined by how you move when it's over. Right. You know, are mm-hmm. you putting all their secrets out there? Are you making sure that people know to respect them? When I got out of a relationship, I wish a guy I went on a date with did mm-hmm. disrespect him. Right. I'm like, oh, no, he's actually a wonderful guy. So right. <laughs> they'd, be, they'd be really upset. But I honor what you did for me and who mm-hmm. you were for me. I would not disrespect that. Right. That's love. Right. Love isn't when it's goo goo gaga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, like that's love. But no, love is when I'm not there. How do you speak about me? Mm-hmm. When somebody disrespects me and I'm not present, what do you say? Mm-hmm. When we or, break or up, even, do you remember the good in me? Right. Right. Or even just like going on dates with like certain people afterwards, just knowing I'm not going to where we used to go to. Ooh. Like that's so important. I would never put them in your place. I would never put them in your place and I would never put them in a position to cross paths with you. I would never rewrite our memories. Ever. Why would I? It's like when you have a, a VHS and you accidentally record over it. I would never rewrite you. Yeah. You know, that's that that's is, the hardest, too, because men do it all the time. They all always, the time. They'll, they'll recycle nicknames. They'll recycle favorite the, restaurants, you favorite know. restaurants, hotels, vacations, vacation spots, yeah. books like this is my favorite book, like yeah. songs, playlists, like all of these things yeah. are extremely. And it's like, was it ever ours? Mm. Was it ever ours? Because it was mine. And right. Like it was me and you. But like, was it ever really like you and me or it was just like. This is what I do. I buy all I buy every woman I date these flowers. And I never want to do this again. Yeah. That's like an, a very important thing with me. Like yeah. if I'm in a relationship with you and you're taking me to certain places or I'm putting you on to something, I don't ever want to do it again. Like I will not if if I'm going to revisit this place, like if I just so happen to take you to my favorite vegan ice cream spot, mm-hmm. I will go there alone or with like with my mom. Yeah. 
I will not bring my new dude or the person I'm dating on a date here. And if I do, guess what? You're going to know that this used to be me and my boo's favorite spot. <laughs> I've done that before. Right. I go, this is the best Chinese I know. We used to come here. <laughs> I'm still going to honor you because at the end of the right. day, that's what we built, you know? But yeah. It, it's. I think that's the most hurtful thing ever is seeing somebody pass on your patterns or what made you special with somebody else, you know? That's and, extreme. Yeah, hurtful. and I developed so many um, routines and traditions and special things with the person mm-hmm. that when I see it shared with somebody else, it's like, wait, I got creative loving you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how dare you, you know, just give that to somebody else? But yeah, it's like you you think about it and it's like I literally took the time to get creative to love you properly. And you're now just saying, oh, my ex used to always do this for me. Can you do this for me? Yeah. But how dare you give away the things I created for you, you right. know? Or um, how dare you train somebody to be me? Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> like, like if you're insert, in... Insert Idris Elba cough. <laughs> if you're going to enter a new relationship... yeah. Enter that new relationship with that new person and be open to what they have to offer you. And if you don't like it, guess what? They're not for you. Don't let somebody think that they can be me. Ooh, let me reburn the incense on that one. (laughs) Don't train somebody to be me. Mm -mm. But guess what? You can't. (laughs) You'll try (laughs) and it'll make you go crazy. You know, every single time. And the thing is, as women, we honor the fact that we will never meet another you. We mm-hmm. will never take that from a man. Mm-hmm. He was special because, you know. And even while we're searching, mm-hmm. like not actively, of course, but when we're open to relationships, it's like, what do you have? Yeah. Like, what can you offer me? You know, like, what can you teach me? Like, oh, okay. Like, I like that you have your own place. I like that you do music. I like that you are athletic. I like that you are very, very mature. Mm-hmm. I like that you create plans for us. Like, mm-hmm. like what can you, you know, like what can we you, know we're going to do for you. Exactly. And, and if you need a list, gladly, you exactly. know, because it has to be an exchange. But how we talked about, you know, in the episode about self-care, we end up empty because we enjoy pouring into people too much. Mm -hmm. So if I'm cooking for you and rubbing your back and asking about your day, memorizing details about your family life, acknowledging your certain triggers, paying attention to your body language, what are you doing for me? Right. And it doesn't even always have to be women think, or what can he pay for? What can he this? As long as you're both bringing something to the table. My big thing is conversation. Yeah. Like, so post, so after my second heartbreak, I was more mad because the choice was his. Mm-hmm. So I was like, how dare he? Like, yeah. how dare he? Like, I flew to Chicago for you. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, you got the nerve. <laughs> but then with time, I realized like, oh, okay, like we just weren't meant for each other. I was trying to make it happen. Like, I was trying to make this make sense. Yeah. Even my dad was like, Mm-mm, he ain't it. And, like, I was like, you don't understand. Like, just go over there. But nobody, your- nobody was head over heels for the situation. No one was head over heels for the situation And loved ones can him. see when it's real. And loved ones can see when it's real. So, mm-hmm. so my loved ones could see that I was invested, but, like, couldn't really see that I was, like, this is my person. Yeah. So, so once the breakup happened, it, it did. It made me mad. It mm. made me mad. But it also, it, it, every single time, it teaches you a new lesson. 
Yeah. So when I when we decided to break up and he entered into his relation, the next relationship he was in, maybe like a month later, mm. I was pissed because I was like, wait, your whole thing was you just weren't ready as a man right now to be able to fill somebody else's jar <gasps> or like you felt like I was a distraction or mm-hmm. you you couldn't be honest. Wow. If you just felt like we didn't have that thing, we didn't have that thing. Like, just say right. it. You know, like, I value honesty more than anything. Yeah. Which leads me to when I'm searching for someone, like, f- like after after my second heartbreak ex, I it was different because I spent a lot of time alone. Mm-hmm. I didn't do the dating back-to-back thing. I was like, no. I was like, until I make a certain amount of money, like, I am not even responding or like... Mm-hmm. Until I feel um, like I'm where I need to be uh, physically, mm-hmm. like fitness-wise, yeah. no, I'm not even going to let somebody knock me off my course. Like It was very strategic. So whenever I did allow someone to come into my space or take me out or um, you know, whenever I met somebody at an event and we were vibing and I decided, you know, I'm going to just talk to him for an extra 20 minutes. Like, you know, when we have those thoughts, mm-hmm. I had to see something in you. And if I saw something in you and then we go out on a date or um, whatever the case may be, it doesn't fulfill me. Like it doesn't live up to like what I thought it could be. It's it's just not going to work. Mm. And and of course, like, you know, people say don't place your expectations on people, blah, blah. But I knew what I wanted from a relationship if I were to get in another one. And and vibes are immediate within Within an hour, I know if I will ever speak to this person again. Mm-hmm. It's not like, well, let them unravel. It Even if I feel like they're shy or they're hiding something or, you know, when I first met my ex, he wasn't really social, but I saw him yeah. immediately. Yeah. You know, every person I've dated that I've really liked, I saw them immediately. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I guess like a lot of people, though, it's it's levels of intuition. And sometimes you do need more time. It's it's knowing and you know, what your process is. Sometimes you might just be around a, a person for a second. Like, mm-hmm. let's just say you have a homegirl and she you she has something and then he's there. Like she has a birthday party. He's there. Yeah. And then he reach out afterwards to her and be like, hey, you know, your homegirl, blah, blah, blah. Can you set us up? And then she goes, he's really nice. Like, you should yeah. do it. You know nothing about the person. Yeah, but you sometimes just, you're you gotta, just taking yeah. someone else's word. Mm-hmm. So you took this other person's word you you uh link up with the person and then you go oh yeah this just wasn't what i wanted it to be mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like there's or sometimes like some people are really really do believe in apps so you meet somebody mm-hmm. on an app or yeah. instagram like i'm not even saying tinder and all that but sometimes you meet someone via Online dm period, yeah via um exactly shout out whatever you meet this person you think they look cool or like the stuff they talk about on online is amazing or like you know all the things that you're attracted to when you follow a person but then you meet them in on in person and you're like there's a disconnect yeah you're like wait this isn't what i signed up for like mm-hmm. i thought you were going to be funnier or i thought that you could hold a conversation more yeah that, or i just thought we would feel and i'm not feeling anything i feel awkward i feel uncomfortable yeah i feel very uncomfortable mm-hmm. i want to go home like mm-hmm. i want nothing more than to go home mm-hmm. so for me when i'm searching or like when i'm looking for someone i'm like can you hold a conversation with me can we go there mm-hmm. that's my number one thing that i look for can we go there and even if you're cute even if you're like physically attractive even if you're extremely smart you're you love animals like i do like whatever mm. If we can't go there in a conversation, it's not that 
you're a bad person or you're not for me. It's just you're just not what I'm looking for right it now. It ain't enough to be cute. Mm-mm. <laughs> it ain't enough to be cute. No. It doesn't matter how fine you are. If your insides are off and our insides don't click, there's nothing to talk about. Because you could be... The thing is, another, another thing people don't really discuss is sometimes relationships don't work and you're both dope. You're just mm. not a good fit. Mm-hmm. It's not always he was a bad person, she was a bad person. Sometimes it's like we were trying to force a circle into a square and it just, yeah, they're so dope, but they're not for me. At all. You know, we were talking about somebody the other day and, you know, I'd gone on a date and I was like, he's so nice. He means well. <laughs> he's not for me though. Like, mm-hmm. and it's not because he's nice and means well. There's just something that doesn't create sparks. Mm-hmm. So I don't even want to waste your time because some people can feel the sparks when the other person doesn't. But if we're not on the same page, what are we doing? It's like when you put someone in on the pattern. Mm-hmm. You can put someone in, like maybe even a friend. Yeah. And it basically says, you guys have nothing in common. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then you put in someone that you vibed with and it goes karmic link. Yeah. Or it goes, feels really good. Yeah. Like, it says all these things, and you're like, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. Like, I knew, like, when when I read mine and Mark's, and it literally said, you guys are supposed to be together, I was like, I knew it. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing, not that this would have told and steered me any other way, mm-hmm. but before I seen all of this, I knew it. You knew it. And a lot of people don't know it. They're just in these relationships wondering, like, you know, reaching out. Sometimes I get these questions like, how do you know when the love is real? Yeah. How do you know when it's time to just give up, to give up hope? How do you know, um, how do you know when to fight for it? Yeah. You shouldn't have to ask somebody else that. But they probably hate that their gut is telling them something. And it's like, I know it's time to quit. But how do you know when it's really time to quit? Mm-hmm. Because you're asking me. Exactly. Because if it wasn't time to quit, you would never even, you know, you like, never or, even how do you know it. it's real? You wouldn't, you'd be like, this shit feels so good. Yeah. Like, it's like when people are in relationships and, you know, they love six out of 10 things about a person. Mm-hmm. He's so nice. He's so sweet. He's mm-hmm. so smart. He has his own car. He's mm-hmm. a hustler. He goes to work all day. But, but when he gets drunk, he gets so angry. Mm-hmm. But, 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 but it doesn't always feel good. Mm-mm. But whenever we have sex, like, it just doesn't feel good. Like, it right. just, we just don't click sexually. And people don't even hear themselves sometimes that the butts are really alarming. It's not mm-hmm. like, ah, but he gets an attitude sometimes. Okay, we're all human. Mm-hmm. But when they're, when you're, you're, you're trying to make something work so bad that you don't realize you're listing deal breaker after yeah. deal breaker. Yeah. If you loved you enough, you hear certain people discuss things that you're like, you can't love you and take that at the same time, you know? And you and that's another thing. Like sometimes you have to be the person to tell these people. Like I don't yeah. like to, if, if someone reaches out to me and they say, "Hey, um tell me their story." Like, "Hey, you know, we started dating in July, blah 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 blah, blah and this is what's happening. What do you think?" I personally don't like to give advice on it <laughs> because I don't know your guys' situation. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's going on behind closed doors. But if I feel like it's like one of my best friends or if I feel like it's one of my cousins who have been with their partners for 10 plus years, I've seen enough to yeah. where I can see that person's character. Like yeah. we've been around each other enough times. Yeah. So there so there will be times when I'm like, yo, that's not good. 
it just it doesn't feel right or like no he really loves you just give it a chance you yeah. know like yeah. you you develop these these things these connections to these people and everything and you know who their partner is you know who they are you know if they're exaggerating but if yeah. someone's reaching out to you it's like i really just i don't i can't yeah i can't give you my advice and everybody isn't honest enough to give the truth some people give the um babied version where it's like and i do this for him and he does this to me and it's so mean and he this and it's so mean you can't give advice to anybody who is being the victim and that's i think what makes heartbreak mm. the hardest is everybody wants to be the victim but guess what sometimes you're the bad guy you know yeah i think that was like one of the hardest things for me to swallow was like wait in every situation that my heart hurt i was also the bad guy to them but we so badly want to be like, oh, you hurt me so bad and it was so mean of him. Wait, but, oh, when I said that to him, that might have really scarred him. Yeah. Like, you know, like there's so much power in the things that we do and it's too easy to be the good guy all the time. Yeah. That's when you grow is when you go, okay, I hate his behavior right now, but what did I do that possibly hurt him as well? Oh, okay, <clears throat> it wasn't a big deal to me, but... Let me ask somebody, hey, if somebody did this to you, oh, I'd be pissed. Oh, really? It's not that deep. No, nah, that's disrespect. Mm. Oh, man. Okay, okay. Like reflecting and realizing that you could be the heartbreaker too, yeah. you know, um, is... Or even just the traumatizer. Yeah. Like what led to the heartbreak. Yeah. Like sometimes you feel like, you know, we've had these issues for really, a really long time. Or like, I don't even know where this came from. He didn't even like give me a sign. Yeah. But you don't realize like he gave you signs or she, he or she gave you signs. Like yeah. they, they tried, they, they tested the waters. Like, th- like there's moments, for example, where me and Mark, um, we're, we're good. Like for the most part, we're good. But there's times where I can be me. Like, I can be dry humor. I can be sarcastic. I can be nitpicky. Like, I can be like, can you just, for example, in the morning, if we don't walk Mookie by, let's say, 10 a.m., and I'm like, maybe I'm busy with the baby or it's really cold, so I don't want his um, cheeks to get chapped or whatever, and he hasn't walked him yet. I'm like, hey, can you walk him? And in his mind, he's like, I already had it planned when I was going to do it. Mm. But, you know, you have so many of these little things when you're in relationships with people. Yeah. And and there's moments like, for example, where we'll be, he'll ask me a question. And I respond in a way that he's he tells me that he doesn't like. But he's told me multiple times. Or even even just he tells me what he likes for me to do for him or say to him. Like, he doesn't like when I go, Mark, Mark. Like, he wants me to address him in a, in a loving name. Yeah. Like, not just Mark. Can you come here? Like, can you come do this? Can you do this? Like, he wants me to be like, babe, can you please help me out with Umi? Yeah. Rather than, you don't see me. You know, like, yeah. we have those, like, conversations where... If they say it enough, you have to train yourself. You have to sit with yourself and you have to say, okay, I can do this for, is it worth it? Yes. Okay. Do it. Because yeah. if you don't there, it's not, not that it's traumatizing them, but it's making them feel littler. And, and it also, it builds up. Those are the things mm-hmm. that like towards a breakup, the things that are brought up sometimes shock you because you're like, Wait, you never said, I told you so many times that bothered me. I know, but recently you didn't bring it up because you don't care. It's like when Mm -hmm. you feel unheard, you start to pull out of the relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's one of my flaws in relationships is I'm told what they don't like. 
But I'm just like, well, that's just how I move. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's an excuse. That's laziness. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's that's what I do. Like I'm I'm very just in my everyday life. Like this is just who I am. And it's like I didn't mean harm, so just get over it. Exactly. But we could be very intense as women Mm -hmm. to where men want to feel needed Mm -hmm. and they want that feminine energy sometimes we Mm -hmm. move like we don't need anybody Mm -hmm. and your partner wants to feel like i see me and and do you need me do you need a hug from me like can i help you with anything no i got it can do you ever every day yeah Yeah. do you ever need me and it's like that's you know that's real reflection after heartbreak is to be like dang all right my shit hurts but damn i hurt you too Mm -hmm. you know um Heartbreak, I think, the, also for me, the biggest thing was, and, you know, I always say now, I don't really know if my heart is still broken or it just hurts and I know I'm not ready for love again mm-hmm. right now. Um, so I like to say bruised because I think broken is speaking too much life into it and it's mm-hmm. going to, it's it holds a weight. I don't right. like that. So I say bruised. But um, I think the hardest part about the position that I'm in right now is heartbreak, especially when you cut off contact. That's that's the hardest for me yeah. also. I love knowing that if I really needed you or an emergency happened, you'd answer, mm-hmm. you know? But sometimes also you take advantage of the access and then it's like, mm-hmm. I know I just missed you. No, this was for emergencies. Mm-hmm. That's why I had to cut you off. Anyway, <laughs> guilty. Um, I'm like, I know, but like, I have a tummy ache. No, like, I'm like, yo, we're I'm not like, friends. Look, no more. We're yeah, not doing nothing. it no more. No, like, I you will have reach to, out. Yeah, yeah, like you have to tell your, you have to tell yourself and like your friends who are going through it, like, yo, it blurs the line. How many times are you going to reach out? It blurs How the line. How many times are you going to check on this person? Mm-hmm. How many times are you going to just let this person know I'm thinking of you? Right. How many times? Because guess what? If they wanted to, they would. If mm-hmm. they wanted to call you, they would. This person, you shouldn't have to find creative ways to get them to respond to you. Mm-hmm. I I kept getting creative <laughs> to get a response whenever I would get hurt by a man. Like, you know, and I just... I. I Can we just sit and talk? I mean, it doesn't have to be romantic. Stop looking and forcing people to love you back when they don't want to, Mm -hmm. you know? But But that also goes with closure. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I was going to say is like, you know, heartbreak is like the the experience I'm feeling right now is is mourning somebody that's still alive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everybody gets to see you but me. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows how you're doing. I'm the only one though that could read you. So mm-hmm. when I when they see you, I go, "How did his eyes look? Did he look sad? Well, he was laughing, but did his eyes look sad? Was and he doing like, that? I don't know. Right? Was he doing they don't that even thing see him. with his body where you know? Did he look uncomfortable when you brought up a certain word? You know your partner so, so well, well, so that well. you're like everybody that's checking on you can't read you at all. How are you? And then it makes us angrier. Angry. Because it's like, so you can be around. You're allowed and you to don't be around. Even, yeah. You're but not even like, worthy. It's like you have to mentally have a funeral for this person. Mm-hmm. And like, especially the longer you're with a person, it's so hard because the memories build. Right. You pass streets where you just want to cry because you're like, we walk there holding hands. I'm so visual. I see everything. Mm-hmm. I can see us holding hands in front of a restaurant, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it's like you literally have to mourn like this person is gone. But right. it's so unfair, you know? But I, but that's the thing is like I've gotten my heart broken before, but it didn't last long because I knew they weren't for me. Yeah, It's harder when you go, but I still see a world with you sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, like 
But what if you were my soulmate? It's easier right. when you know you deserve better. You did me wrong. You were never my match. We were fading anyway. We were fading anyway. I found love again. Boom. It's another when you go, were we too young? Did we move too fast? Are we beyond repair? Like, are you my person still? Mm-hmm. You know? But I can't. Will we ever link up again? Will I ever see you again? Will we feel the same again? Right. And it's it's mourning a human being that's so, especially when you live in the same city, so close in reach. Mm-hmm. I might be an event, a two-day event one day, and you go the second day. Mm-hmm. And and it's like fate didn't want us to cross, path, cross paths or did I, should I have gone the second day? What if right. I saw you? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But then in the same, it's like something I find myself doing all the time is begging for love back. Yeah. Because I don't quit on people. Yeah. I don't quit. So it's like, why would you quit on me? Like, I, I love you. Don't. Don't you see these amazing things about me? But as I'm listing off all of my positive qualities, I get smaller and smaller because I'm begging you. Yeah. It, this is, It's interesting you say that because it just reminded me that that me and my first ex, who, you know, I was heartbroken over, before the whole proposal or whatever, we had a conversation maybe like a year in advance. So yeah. a year before he decided that he'd pop the question. We had this conversation and my ego wanted so badly to know if I was crazy or if if what we had was taken, literally taken from us when it when it shouldn't have been. So I mm. was so I wanted to know that you loved me as much as I thought you did and and you loved me as much as I loved you. Mm-hmm. And that's probably what sparked everything in his mind Mm -hmm. because it was all it was it was all the questions that I had for so many years I had suppressed them and I I did forget about them like I really didn't care until one day God knows what maybe I was high or something and I was like am I tripping yeah like yeah because afterwards you had moved so differently and we haven't talked. <sighs> yeah. Like afterwards you're like, who, when you see a stranger and the person is you love. that person? Like, yeah. so then years later, like you're just cool. You have no feelings for them anymore, but you do still wonder like, what was it after we broke up? Like, why did you move that way? Like, did like, did you ever think of me too? Or did it hurt you as much as it hurt me? But you see, just, that's the closure we dream of. I know. Is and that's probably why you were able to move forward so healthily is by being able to ask any questions at all. And and then it opened Pandora's box for him. Yeah. So yeah. I'm able to it was like it was closure for me. An opening for him. But it was an opening for him. I literally like opened a wound that was still trying to heal. Wow. And he was like Man, I've been tripping. For for me to ask those questions to him, he's like, man, all this time I've been tripping. Like she's giving me, she's letting me know, like she still that we me. had something real, like I thought we did. Wow. But you were screwing it tight, and you were like, wow. Okay. I was like, I was like, cool. At least I know I'm not crazy. Like at least I knew, because even how you said earlier, like was it because we were young was it that young love or was it something that was real mm-hmm. i always felt that i knew it was real mm-hmm. for my dad to feel like it was real too that made me question things mm-hmm. so when i come to you and i say was it real and you say definitely it leaves me feeling satisfied mm-hmm. it leaves me feeling like okay cool 
Yeah. Like, at least I know from a young age, I've always been intuitive mm-hmm. and I've always I'm been, not crazy. I'm not crazy. That's what you And being able to ask those questions gives you peace, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I think for women at least, for mm-hmm. men maybe, like you said, it dug up, hold on, I suppressed all this and now you're bringing up old shit. Why are you bringing up old shit? You know, like, but it's, it's like those are the questions you dream of asking, mm-hmm. you know, because- the position I'm in right now, we're in zero communication. I wish I could ask a hundred questions. Right. Do I really though? But you've or been in that situations open, or you've been in positions where you have had a moment to ask questions. And yeah. you, you asked some, but you didn't ask maybe the ones you wish you, you would have. Well, yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes when you finally are face to face with the person, all the questions disappear because you just want them to know I love you. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. it was like sometimes you get that moment of like ample opportunity and then you just look at them and you go, I've made you so bad in my head because I've been so detached from you. But then I see your eyes and I see your pain and I see when you do that thing when you're nervous, you're nervous, I'm nervous, you're human, I'm human. I don't even want to grill you anymore because we're just people. Mm -hmm. But then you go home and you go, damn it, I wish I asked a few more questions. I wish I did. But it feels like when somebody dies because it's like, will I ever get the chance to speak to you again? Is it healthy if I ever even speak to you again? And, you know, it's like that idea of, You're so lucky when the right love comes at the right time. Mm. Like, if you met your partner now at 18, would it be what it is now? Mm -mm. Would he know how to love the right way? And because I wasn't, even then, if I think about it, thinking back to 18, I was not ready to settle down. Right. Like, I was just trying to have a good time. And trusting the timing of your life. And knowing, like, imagine meeting this person where you, it's like a mirror, but it's the wrong time. And, you know, we both, I think what's so interesting about this show is we both have similar perspectives, but such different lives. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, right now, you know, you're a writer, so you can do what you love in the comfort of your home. Right. I, you know, am on sets for 16 hours a day. I don't have time for a relationship right now. I feel like I have to isolate in order to get my stuff done. You have a family you can go home and be like, okay, like I can be up under my man and my baby smiling, but I still need the things that I need as a woman. Right now, I'm like, you must be alone. You could date, you could do little things and maybe whatever. But when you head home, lock the door by yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just figuring out what you need in different periods of your life. And and it's so dope because it's almost like you're the example of getting your closure and finding your happily ever after. Mm-hmm. And you see it's possible, mm-hmm. but like, I'm still in the phase of like my heart hurting where you were. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, you know, you can't rush the process and get to your happily ever after, but it's like sitting in this space of, will it ever work out? Will I ever meet anybody who gets me like that? Mm-hmm. Will we ever work? Like, but it's like the land of what if is like, it's torture. You got to just move forward. You mentally have to stop yourself from thinking about things that you'll never know the answers to. Right. And I feel like that's also a sign that you're just not ready to move on yet. Oh, yeah. Or, like, move to the next person. Right. Because if you're still wondering these things, like, mm-hmm. you can get caught in a moment when you're around someone someone new and you're thinking, like, mm-hmm. I just really hope that I don't bump into so-and-so here. Oh, I die. Yeah. You know, like, 100%. or, like, I yeah. wonder, I wonder if sometimes you'll feel guilty in the moment. Like, I wonder if he did see me. Mm-hmm. Would this be the deal breaker? Wow, yeah. You know? And like when you're still moving respectfully, you know you're not fully over it. Mm-hmm. You know? Like when I'm at a club and somebody dances on me, 
you I, feel I like, feel, oh my God. I feel like I'm also doing something wrong because for so many years that was not allowed. Right. Because I shouldn't have been doing it because I was in love. Right. So when somebody comes up behind me, it feels like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know? And <laughs> and I wouldn't even want somebody who doesn't know we broke up to then bring you that news and be like, yo, I saw your girl. Because that would kill me. I would never want to kill you like that. Right. You know? And yeah. That's love yeah. is when it's even when it's done, you're like, I don't want to hurt you because mm-hmm. you're a good guy. I would never want somebody to be able to tell you something about me that you didn't already know, mm-hmm. you know? And that's keep that's being mindful. That's being yeah. mindful of them. Yeah. When, you, when you've moved on, you don't think about the what ifs at all. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, you might have still some simple questions, mm-hmm. but they go so far in your mind that like when you find someone that you want to spend your future with or like spend time with you right can dive now. In. You dive in and you don't care. Yeah. Like you just don't like they don't cross your mind at, at all. all. And if they do briefly for mm-hmm. a second and it's like, mm, okay, I'm back in the moment. I feel good. Like yep. this feels really really good. Mhm. But when you're not fully over it or you still know you have healing to do, you just don't want to hurt that person and they're still in the back of your mind, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's something I encourage a lot of people you know, I um I get a lot of messages all the time about like, I don't know if you're single, but I just want to know how you're coping because you look so happy. I'm like, <laughs> well, looks are deceiving, my friend. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, it's like I think um, allowing yourself to move forward at the pace that feels comfortable. Um, mm-hmm. I've never been the person to dive into another relationship because I, I feel like the spot that I give somebody as my person is sacred. Mm-hmm. I can't just give that to somebody else as an adult. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when we're young, it's like on to the next, he, he, he. But when you really are like, oh, I loved you for five, six, seven years. How dare me give somebody your title that quick? They got to earn it. Or like how dare me let somebody sleep in the same bed? Right. Or like, like I, or even when you go to that person's house, you're like, I, like we've had this conversation. I'm not sleeping over. Yeah. No matter how, where the night leads, no matter Unless what. I'm drunk. I'm just kidding. Even then, like <laughs> for me, I will literally leave. I'll be like, all right, I got to go, go or I'll sneak out and I'll sleep in my car if I'm drunk. Wow. Like I will not sleep at your house, Because you got to really earn that Exactly. Spot. And it's still too, it's sacred, you know, but it's taking that time to heal on your on your own pace and understand that like you can, you know, go out and... And sometimes it's taking baby steps into moving forward. Sometimes it's just meeting somebody out and they say you're beautiful and you say thank you back. And you mm-hmm. go, okay, all right, that was kind of flirting. Was that flirting? I'm not sure. Okay. Right. Okay. Maybe you give them the number. They text you for two days. It fizzles out. Okay, well, I gave it a try. wasn't really feeling that. I'm not going to do that again. Maybe you dance at a club, but you don't want to give them your number. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to move however you want to move out of a breakup as long as you feel like you're honoring yourself and, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and going at the pace that you want to. Sometimes you don't even want to mess with anybody. You don't even want somebody to touch you or rub your shoulder because yeah. you're like, I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. But. When you force yourself to move forward, it's like when you see those goofy girls who are having the time of their life on a yacht and you know they're heartbroken and you're like, girl, just heal for a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, take the time to just make sure your heart's okay before you try to convince your partner you're okay. And to be alone. Yeah. Like, everybody wants to look like they're fine post-breakup. You don't have to rush getting back to your joy. It's okay to mourn that person. Right. Mourning is a big part of it, right. you know? And how do you how do you know when to give up hope though? Like at or for some or for you, like when do you when you saw yourself being with someone forever? Yeah. And then 
you guys break up for whichever yeah. reason, when do you say, Sky, it's over? Um, it's so, uh, that's a great question. I feel like there's a difference between giving up hope and leaving room for someone. Mm-hmm. I, I, sometimes you're just like, maybe one day, but in the meantime, I got to do me. And then there's also, I'm not going to let anybody take me anywhere because he's going to come around. If mm-hmm. I'm sitting at home dwindling my thumbs waiting for somebody, I'm wasting my life. If I'm dating and letting the wind blow where it blows and goes, maybe one day, mm-hmm. hope isn't always a bad thing. That's like when, you know, childhood sweethearts are like, maybe one day. Mm-hmm. It's one thing if you are waiting and you never allow yourself to feel anything else because you're waiting, mm-hmm. you know? Like at this point, I'm allowing myself to feel things, but my priority is work. So right. I'm not looking for my husband right now because I don't have the time. My work mm-hmm. is too demanding. But it's like in the same, sometimes you just never know. I think it's also being able to see somebody in person does a lot. Because mm-hmm. is my heart beating like crazy? Am I looking at you and go, I don't even like you anymore. Mm-hmm. I had this idea that I glamorized in my head that you were my Prince Charming. I feel nothing. That's so Seeing important. somebody is yeah. so important. That's so important. You know, but when you never get to see them. Yeah. Eh, it creates, you know, like even something that I'm learning to do is to be able to tell stories about that person and still smile and it not make the room uncomfortable because you were still a big part of my life. Oh, mm-hmm. we used to go there. That's okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't, it's not like Voldemort where I can't say your name and it's like, oh, are you yeah. okay? Yeah. It's like, this was a human being that you all knew and loved for years. It's right. okay if I say, oh my God, he used to make this joke. It's okay to still honor you. You don't right. have to be the bad guy every day. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I think it's okay to have hope that maybe one day we figure it out when you love a person still. Mm-hmm. But I think the issue is, is when you don't live life because you're waiting for them. Because guess what? Nine and a half times out of ten, they're living. Mm-hmm. So you're sitting at home. And that's the mistake I always make is I, I behave like somebody's wife when I'm single. Mm-hmm. You out here. You live in you. You, you live in life. You doing you. Every guy I've ever dated went back into doing them. Yeah. And I waited for them to realize my worth. Right. When you know, I'm not saying you have to go sleep with a bunch of people or wild out, but go dancing. Yeah. Go if a guy flirts with you, accept it. Yeah. You know, like not like oh, I'm sorry, I'm waiting for my king to come back. I can't chat. <laughs> it's like how goofy are you going to be for the rest of your life? Because then you're blocking chemistry that might be better for you than the last relationship even was. Mm-hmm. You know and. We talk about it all the time. And that's that's sometimes a hard thing to realize. Yeah. Post breakup, when you meet somebody that makes you feel good again, but a different kind. It's terrifying. It's like wait. You don't want to feel it either. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, uh, how do I go into this without being paranoid and making you feel guilty for something you didn't do? But how do I let you know don't fuck with me? Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't want to scare you and be like, I have trust issues and I have this. But how do I make it clear that I can't take anyone else hurting me like that? Mm-hmm. So can you just hear me? Oh, no, 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 I won't do that to you. But then he said he wouldn't do that to me. And then the guy before said he wouldn't do that to me. So what makes you different? Or how do you even let somebody know? Like, I've I've been in a relationship for the last however many years. So I got a certain kind of respect from the person I was with. Mm-hmm. How do you let the next person know this is what I this is what I expect and when they don't give it to you but you still like like how do I explain it like I get what you're saying when their strengths are different too when it's like my man would never do that in the past but it's like this person's still a fantastic person but they're not going to be him exactly 
Yeah. Exactly. Like, how do you just let them know, yo, like, that shit is not cool. And yeah. them not get offended. Or, like, sometimes you might say that to a person and, and you're not even with them. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just dating. Like, mm-hmm. do you are you even allowed to put say tell this person? Like, that's just, like, for example, I'm going to let you know straight up. I'm not talking to anybody because, mm-hmm. you know, me and you have this thing going. But that doesn't mean I want to be in a relationship with you. I'm just letting you know, like, you have the most of my attention right now. And mm-hmm. my attention, the other side of it, is to work or is to mm-hmm. other things. Mm-hmm. Me saying that is basically me saying I kind of don't want you to be talking to other people either. But if you decide that you want to, be honest with me. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to have to find out. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to find out. I don't want to catch you. I will always catch you. I don't, I don't want to have to catch you. I don't even want to have to look. I don't want to have to feel like you're a liar, even though you didn't lie about anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes, just be open and honest. Like, mm-hmm. if if I'm telling you this, because sometimes people will be like, yeah, you told me you weren't talking to anybody else, but you didn't ask me. Like, you didn't, you know, yeah. like, so I didn't think it was something I had to do. But your old partner would have known better. But your old partner would have known better. So yeah. why? So you expect like, but if I told you that, I would. I expect that you tell me who you're talking to, or you you tell me I won't deal with anybody else either. But you're also speaking from a perspective of what I think is so interesting is we know what it's like to be loved correctly more than once. I know a lot of people who just keep getting the short end of the stick, mm-hmm. who look at me and go, "For you to even have ever experienced a love where your spirit dances, do you know how lucky you are?" Mm-hmm. I have so many people who are like, it's always been toxic. So we're speaking because we we looked at our partners in a high light. Some people are just so excited for the new energy because they keep dating toxic people. You know, so it's tough too because it's like that that leads me to it's hard to move forward when the person loved you well. Right. <laughs> like, how do I move forward when we just couldn't get it right, but it was all great. Yeah. It's not like, oh, well, you were abusive or you never trusted my dreams or mm-hmm. you didn't believe in me or you never stood up for me. What about when you believed in me, you stood up for me, you loved me correctly, you defended me, you made me feel safe, but it just didn't work? How do you move forward? And how do you justify any of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's the hardest thing is when the love is good. Because it's easy, you know, the first time I thought I felt heartbreak, we weren't a good fit. Mm-hmm. Not in my eyes, you know? Yeah. And he was a really good guy, but it's like... At the end of the day, I just, you're not my forever, so I can move forward. Right. How do you process when the person feels like perfect fit, right. but we can't get it right, or we're too young, or we're, we live too far, we're in different right. states. When there's a roadblock, but the love is so good, of course you're going to compare anybody you date after that, because they're like, they had me figured out, they loved me right. He would never do that to me, right. but he's gone. So let me mourn him and realize, like, you might mess it up. You might get a lot of things wrong. You might not remember my allergies all at once. He did, mm-hmm. but he's not here. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? And you're here trying. It's like you're trying to project perfection onto everyone. Yeah. Like, yeah, you had that once, but you have something else now. Right. But so how do you, how do you process when somebody feels that way about you? What do you mean? Like when some when one of your exes feels that way about you, feels like everything was perfect. You were the one for them. You did so much for them. Don't they all? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Every ex listening is like, I hate this bitch. Anyway, um, <laughs> like how do you? How do you? Okay, so as someone who 
doesn't really understand, not understand, but doesn't really know closure from heartbreak, Mm -hmm. how do you give closure to someone from heartbreak? Someone who you broke their heart rather than someone who broke your heart. So in my most most recent situation of heartbreak, I think we're both just like figuring life out. So I have no answers as far as that one. But when I was younger and had a boyfriend, when I was about like 16, 17, um, I moved in the way that I wanted to and I prioritized my feelings and didn't blink. And it wasn't until I got hurt when I moved forward that I was like, oh man, I think I really hurt that guy. Like, it took years for me to process how bad I think I hurt the guy I was dating before. Um, And in that moment, you start to just feel guilty, especially because you know that social media makes the world so tiny. Mm -hmm. So they know you're happy. They know you've moved forward. Mm -hmm. They see you're doing good. People keep reminding them that you're happy. Like, I started to really think about the people I hurt and was like, hold on, did I ever say sorry? Because I want a sorry now, you know, from Mm -hmm. anybody who's hurt me. I wish, you know, even if it was a guy I went on two dates with, but he did just, he moved really foul. I would love a sorry. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I would love a sorry from anybody who moved foul. Or just acknowledgement. Acknowledgement that like, dang, I could have done that a little bit better. So I made it an effort when I started thinking about, you know, my ex from when I was a teenager. I reached out. Mm -hmm. I sent an email or it was a text. And I said, hey, you know, um... And this was maybe like three years ago. So I was at the time happy in a relationship. (laughs) I said, hey, I'm happy. And I found my happiness. And I really reflected on the way that I treated you. And I could have gone about it way better. Mm -hmm. And um, I really wouldn't like if somebody treated me like that. And I really apologize. And I hope you can forgive me, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, you never know what that does for a person. And I remember he responded and was like, I never expected to get this text. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. That's a gift. You know, Mm -hmm. like giving somebody that. I could have done it better. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like when a man cheats on a woman and never says sorry. Uh, I never did that. You're so better off saying I could have handled you better. Or even making excuses like this is why. This is why. Because of you. Right. Because of postpartum or you weren't giving me sex as much as I wanted. Or, you know, granted, I do think that people move based off the way that like they sometimes feel neglected. Does it make it right? No. Mm -hmm. Do I understand certain situations where they're like, okay, she wouldn't even smile. So I went on a date with a girl who smiled. I get it. It's like, you know, you but, should... But why not? Because that's that's a form of heartbreak, too. Like, just your trust being mm-hmm. t- taken from you, mm-hmm. from a person. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if that was the case, if you were to feel neglected, if mm-hmm. you were to feel like whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. why don't you just let me know? Some people don't care, though. Or just break up with me. Some people feel stuck. Like, for us, we're so free and we're so independent, you know? Like, I, I and this has been the hardest thing for me as an adult is to think outside of me because I'm like, I just dump him, you know? But, like, <laughs> think about the people who the woman is, like, maybe crazy or, or you know, um, psychologically is a little off and you're making sure that she's taken care of and you're stuck and, you know, you guys are in a marriage that's unhealthy but the kids live with you and you need each other and it's like, babe, I need you to change this. I'm not changing shit. 
some people feel trapped and do dumb <laughs> things, but it's like at the end of the day, like I say all this to say, I'm not saying cheating's valid, but I think a partner can push you to do something bad. Yeah. I hope that everybody just gets up and walks away or breaks up, mm-hmm. but I do understand why certain people, that's a real conversation. Yeah. I understand why certain people move foul mm-hmm. when they don't feel heard, seen, mm-hmm. or attractive. That's why it's like relationships are so hard because you have to feed so many things in one person. Yeah. Do you feel safe? Do you feel fed? Do you feel sexy? Do you feel smart? Am I making sure your ideas feel valid? Where do I need to pour into you more? Where do I need to water you more? It's hard. And some people who are not mature enough to go, she's a good girl, but she's not for me. Let me walk away. Oh, she's a good girl, but she's not freaky. Let me go find a freak. And then when I come home, I got my good girl. (laughs) Like I know so many men who move like that. And I go, just set the good girl free because you know she's not going anywhere. And that's the thing as women, Uh... as women... People do to us what they know we'll tolerate. And that was a hard thing for me to accept is I was like, when certain people, especially with me dating casually now, I'm like, why do they keep hurting me, Raina? (laughs) Oh, they just know I'm a good girl and they'll say, it's okay, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. Not no mas, <laughs> okay? It's like people do what they know they can get away with. You have real attachment issues to people. Like once they're in your life and you see the good in them and mm-hmm. they do good for you one time, mm-hmm. you hold on to that like, but he's so nice. Or like, yeah. but we had such a great time. Well, I, I, I also, that's like the hard part about my mom being a therapist is... I process people's trauma for them, make excuses, and then allow them to stay in my life even when I'm over them. I'll be mm. like, oh, I hated, you know, the way that that friend moved. But, I mean, I get it. He has a tumultuous relationship with his mother, and he's never really felt accepted because he grew up in North Dakota. So it's like, I'm just going to invite him to the party. It's not okay, though. It's like, at the end of the day, we have to stop making excuses for other people and ourselves mm. and be like, this is just who the person is. In relationships and friendships, this is just who they are. Like, I read something that said, sometimes it isn't a bad habit, it's character. Like, Mm -hmm. I keep thinking, you don't text me back, it's a bad habit. That's just who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, or you keep making me feel sad, that's a bad habit. Can you kill that? Because I like you. That's who you are. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad habit, it's who you are. Mm -hmm. And I'm highlighting the great things in you because I could see them. But who you are is way worse than the things that I'm seeing. Right. You know, Um, but it's like, I I don't know. I mean, in a dream world, we all get closure and we can move forward. But without it, you know, I I had gone on Instagram live the other day and it was like a rant. It was literally like I looked like I was on crack, but I made some really good points. (laughs) Um, I was ranting. (laughs) Literally, people think I'm probably on drugs. Um, I was ranting and I basically said the hardest part about my breakup was the rest of my world did not stop when my heart did. Like... It didn't matter that I was aching. I'm a comedian. Mm -hmm. I had auditions. Mm -hmm. I had meetings. Mm -hmm. I, you know, was going in meeting my idols, having to perform for them. Mm -hmm. What am I going to tell them? I'm sorry. My heart's hurting a little right now. Do you mind if I come in in like two weeks? The gig starts next week. Do you want it or not? Right. So it's like the rest of my world did not stop. And I had to dig in and still process my pain while making other people laugh was like the sickest you know, even beyond that, like having to memorize things. Oh, yeah. Having to like take care of yourself, obviously. You have to show up in full hair and makeup, mm-hmm. looking like the character, peppy, kind, you know, high spirits, memorize 11 pages of dialogue. On point. On point. Show up with your energy right and fight for your dreams and yourself because, you know, I read so many quotes when I was heartbroken. Another <laughs> one, though, said that um, it said, how dare you give one person permission 
to make you like self-sabotage your entire life or something. Mm-hmm. It was something along the lines of how dare you give one person permission to ruin you? That doesn't make sense. Right. Why would I go put on 50 pounds of sad weight because I'm eating candy <laughs> nonstop? Why would I stop taking care of my skin, let it just break out and not care? Why would I stop brushing my hair, let it break off because I just, hey, whatever, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Why would I not show up to work? Mm-hmm. Why would I, you know, and, and granted, what I said on live is there's different when you're clinically depressed and you are literally on meds for depression. Mm-hmm. And there's also just being a procrastinator, lazy and sad. Yeah. You got to work through your sadness. Yeah. It's one thing when it's literally clinical. It's mm-hmm. another when you're just like, I don't want to <laughs> get up and put the candy bar down. You're literally <laughs> allowing one person yeah. to ruin you. Yeah. Stop sleeping the day away. I don't oh, know. I can't tell you how much. That's a big one with heartbreak, I though. slept. Yeah. My sister always knew when me and my ex were fighting because she'd come over and I was in the bed at 4 p.m. She would be like, <laughs> she would go, oh, my God. What are you guys fighting about now? It's 4 p.m. I'm like, please, just go. I don't want to talk. <laughs> Meanwhile, it'd be something dumb. Like, I went through his phone and an unsaved number said, hey. And I'm like, but who was that? You know, like... <laughs> I'd be in the bed at 4 p.m. It's like, stop sleeping your life away. Stop eating all the foods that you know your body hates. Mm -hmm. Stop canceling your workouts for this person. So you're going to say, hey, you broke my heart, Mm -hmm. but guess what? I got a bigger treat for you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ruin myself. They're looking at you like, (laughs) oh, hell no. But also stop taking your misery around other people. Oh yeah. That's a huge one. Because if you if you're still miserable, stay there. <laughs> stay at home. Stay there. Go to therapy, go to the gym, but don't go to the party don't just to be go, Debbie Downer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Or when you see couples, it took a while for me to be around couples and not be like <clears throat> like they were like, Yeah, and we just really I don't know, babe, don't we just trust each other? Oh my god. I was like, Oh, do you? Really? How long have you guys been together? Two years. I'm like, <clears throat> Two years, give it five more, you're gonna hate each other. I was so mad. So negative. I I hated love. I hated it. I hated, I hated the word forever. Mm. Oh my God. I hated the word forever. How dare you use that word? Nothing is forever. Nothing. I hated. You know, we're going to grow old together and he's he's my soulmate. How dare you? Because guess what? Soulmates aren't always fair. It's not always a fucking walk in the park and rainbows and daisies. Sometimes your soulmate is somebody you never get to see again, but you know I will never feel that again. Mm-hmm. Don't, how dare you make it so easy? You know what I and mean? And a lot like, of times we have multiple soulmates that yeah. are supposed to teach us different things. Yeah, and soulmates aren't always, you know, romantic. I mean, we'll probably get into that on a whole because... The yeah. way we think about it. But <laughs> it's like, um, you know, it it was I was so bitter that being in public made me angry. Mm-hmm. Watching a man kiss a woman on the forehead, I would cry because mm-hmm. I knew that feeling. Yeah. Or um I don't really hug my friends. So mm-hmm. when I get out of a relationship, you are my affection, you are my physical touch. When you're gone, nobody hugs me. And when they do, it's maybe a one arm or hey girl, nobody said, Okay, collapse. Right. He did. You know, okay, you had a bad day, cry, talk to me, hold my hand, tell me about it. Mm-hmm. No one was touching me anymore. And I remember I always, um, whenever, you know, I give like something to a homeless person, I make sure that there's some type of touch. Like even if my hands barely touch theirs, because I remember seeing something that said a lot of people on the street go crazy because nobody touches them. 
-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like physical touch is like magic. So when you lose that in a relationship, it messes you up because it's like, wait, no, nothing feels good. And when I see other people getting it, I'm so angry. Like, Mm -hmm. because I know what a hug, I know what a hug from you would do for me right now. Right. You know, like, how dare them all be able, like, that's so not fair. As you can see, her love language is physical touch. Right. But it's crazy (laughs) because I hate being touched by anybody who I'm not dating. So it's very hilarious. If like my homegirls are like, give me a hug. I'm like, stay over there. But But when my man is around, I want to. But you touch more than I do. Well, you, you're an FBI agent who kills people. So you are, your temperature is like 42 degrees. So, um, so yeah, we naturally don't touch anybody. But when I'm in a relationship, I'm like, let me be up under you. I want to be your little koala. Um, so it's really hard when you lose that because you're angry at anybody who gets to experience it, you know? See, or, for me. Or people who aren't a good fit. You look at them and you go, but you're still here for one another. And I found somebody who's a perfect fit how are you guys still together and you don't even make sense together and we made sense. Like, why couldn't we fix it but you guys could work through everything? Like, you get angry. Oh, yeah. Angry. Yeah. That they have what you wanted. That you, that they have what you did have and you just like Or that they gave it away. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't feel like the person who they're giving it to earned it or doesn't feel like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like they deserve it. It literally feels like you're giving away. Yeah. What I helped you learn, what I helped you create, what I helped you develop, all of these things. Are you telling them my jokes, my tips, my tricks? Are you cooking for them the way that I taught you to like, you know, like what are you giving this person that, because I can't give, you know, what men, men don't deserve what you taught me. You know what I'm saying? So it's so hard because it's like, it's, it's like once you break up with somebody, they're not yours anymore. And you go from years of... You're my person to, mm-hmm. I don't owe you a thing mm-hmm. in five minutes. But that's a that's another thing about soulmates in general. I know we said we weren't going to talk about this, but this just reminded me. Here she go. Me. Oh, no. It's the incense. Here she go. <laughs> I feel Let me like, start eating. I feel <laughs> Soulmates. Let me fucking stuff my face because I'm pissed. I don't want to do this shit no more. I feel like when you have a soulmate in your life, whether they be in relationship form or just friendship form or family form or whatever, you take something so huge from them. Mm-hmm. You take away everything they taught you. And you mm-hmm. and you it's kinda like you take a piece of them with you. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're in a relationship with someone who you don't ever feel like was your soulmate or when mm-hmm. you have friends that were never necessarily your soulmate, mm-hmm. it's easier to let them go. Mm-hmm. It's easier to to forget them. Mm-hmm. Even even if it hurts in the moment, you don't say like, "Oh yeah, so and so taught me this." Like looking at my last relationship and like how we ended and and just reflecting on it, mm-hmm. I don't remember anything. And we were together for a year. I don't remember anything about him. Wow. Like, I don't remember. And, and not to say <laughs> it wasn't good, but mm-hmm. I do not, other than, like, the obvious, like, you played baseball. You did. I don't know. I don't remember what you did that made me laugh. Like, I don't remember how your, your laugh- skin smells like. Nothing. That's love. When you're like, I remember every goddamn detail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's deep. Wow. What you remember. After a whole year, you can't remember. 
I'm eating candy now, guys. I've moved from eating all the snacks in the studio. Raina has me stress eating. I'm going to leave here six pounds heavier. Heartbreak, slay, how to get over a partner that is still alive and well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's talk about mourning soulmates, shall we? How to mourn a soulmate who is still living, breathing, and slay. <laughs> Oh, dead. oh my god <laughs> okay wait <laughs> we need um i think we're good i think we're good yeah let's let's what's what's stop this shit what's our challenge of the week <sighs> challenge all right you guys are gonna hate me for this one <laughs> um but i'm gonna do it with you <laughs> i'm not gonna tell you which one i'm gonna do though all right two challenges for the heartbroken if you out there and you got your heart broken and you still hurting and you still a little mad, this one's for you. Write out forgiveness. There's so much power in putting things on paper and then burning it or throwing it away or ripping it up. You are going to take some lined paper and write out 30 times, I forgive you, comma, because we're grammatically correct. Isn't that right, Raina? <laughs> I forgive you, comma, insert the person's name that you want to forgive. Write it out 30 times. I forgive you. Like I said, put a comma. Then the person's name. Write it out 30 times and then get rid of it however you want. As you're writing it, say it out loud. I forgive you, you know, Raina, for doing this to me. I forgive you, Raina, for these snacks. I forgive you, Raina. <laughs> you know, write it out, burn it, rip it up, throw it away. Write out your forgiveness for the people who are the heartbreakers. Woo woo, put your hands up in the air. Uh, Raina is one of the heartbreakers. I challenge you to make peace with somebody who you never provided closure to. If you have always reflected on somebody and go, wow, I really hurt them and I wish I could say sorry, it's not too late if they're still alive breathing and you know their friend's social media if you're blocked because uh, it might be hard to reach out. I have done this before. I asked my ex's best friend for his number and he was like, why? I'm like, mind your business. It's positive. <laughs> and uh, I reached out to him and I said, Hey, it's Sky. Um, I'm sure you were never expecting this, but um, I'm really sorry because like, I did a lot of bad things to you and I didn't know what I was doing. I was really young, but I apologize and I hope you find peace. And at, at whatever happens in this life, I know that I ended that on a positive note. And I think that's super important in life is, is knowing that you end anything that started with love on love. Um, because if somebody is to pass, God forbid, the last thing you say to them, you never want it to be nasty. So um, take responsibility if you are one of the heartbreakers and give somebody some peace of mind today. So you're either writing out 30 I forgive yous to the person that hurts you or sending a message, email, note, DM to somebody that you hurt. Not no messy, I see you got a new girlfriend, do you miss me? We're not talking about that. We're talking about the way I move was disrespectful. I wish you joy, and it's a one and done. Um, I made it through this episode without crying, but when I get home, it's a wrap. <laughs> I am going to cry and uh, write out I forgive you. So um, this has been another episode of Unpack and Bounce Back. We hope you guys enjoy hearing us share our stories and it makes you reflect on your own. Um, if you're out there and your heart is hurting, we're with you. It'll get easier, but the worst thing that you can do is self-sabotage because you are hurting. We encourage you to turn your pain into progress. Uh, go to the gym, work on your goals, work on yourself. The best revenge is bettering yourself. So uh, we'll see you guys next episode. I'm Sky And I'm Reina.
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Unpack and Bounce Back. If you're in the mood to share, send over to a friend. Press subscribe for more content. And please be sure to follow us on Instagram at Unpack and Bounce Back. And remember, it's the letter N, not A-N-D. Until next time.